0: We all know that developing a great game is one thing, but developing a great game business can be something else entirely. That's why some of the top game developers in the industry use Iron Source's game growth platform to turn their amazing games into amazing game businesses. Now, when it comes to content, these guys don't mess around. You may have heard of the Level Up podcast and Medium blog, which feature game industry experts talking all things game design, development, and growth. Head to ironsource.com to learn more. That's www.ironsrc.com. Thanks.
1: This podcast episode is also brought to you by AppsFlyer. Most of you are familiar with AppsFlyer. It's perhaps the best attribution platform on mobile, a true foundation for your marketing tech stack, giving you all the tools to drive marketing success. But what is attribution platform? Why do we need it? And why is AppsFlyer the best in the business? Brian Murphy, head of games at AppSlyer. Can you answer these questions? Sure, Uh, right now marketing budgets are being impacted. Uh, So the need for strong attribution and measurement partners is critical. Marketers should be focusing on what's working best. So mobile measurement and attribution partners who help provide uh, those insights are even more important. Mobile attribution platforms determine which campaigns, partners, and channels delivered each app install and marketers rely on these insights to measure and optimize their marketing performance for both user acquisition and retargeting campaign. With one trillion in-app events measured each month, AppsFlyer is the most robust technology platform and mobile measurement partner for any game developer to distribute and engage their application to a worldwide consumer base. Our scale and data insights provide customers with the unique ability to make informed marketing decisions. In short, AppsFlyer gives you the data and tools to market your games effectively. So there you have it folks. Go to appsflyer.com and get yourself one of the best attribution platforms out there.
0: Hello everyone, May 25th, welcome to Twig 83. Today we've got myself, Joe Kim, Eric Kress, and Adam Telfer. And we have a short one for you today. We're going to be covering three articles. First, Ubisoft sues Apple and Google over mobile Rainbow Six Siege clone. Second, Ubisoft announces Ubisoft Ford on July 12th. And finally, Crucible is Amazon's attempt at a shooter League of Legends.
2: How you guys doing? Awesome. I, uh, I oh. broke my shelter in, shelter in place rules last night we were all like out playing croquet in one of the parks with another family that we used to hang out with all the time. And so we were doing good. We were, we were distancing ourselves playing croquet. But then when we got back home, we're like, fuck it, come on in the house. (laughs) And and the kids are all like spent the night in tents in the backyard. (laughs) So it's like game over, dude. I think we're done. You know, I think we're going to move forward a little bit early compared to the rest of Californians um yeah anyway now I'm super hungover so uh hopefully <laughs> I'm not too much to a moron but
0: and Adam How- you're right in the middle of a move right
2: yeah yeah so if my
1: internet cuts out during this <laughs> podcast it's because I'm in mid move so I'm actually headed back to Toronto uh to uh, live near family uh work nice. remotely for WB from there so really excited but um yeah, it does mean for a stressful make for a very stressful week this week. Now, do you have to be quarantined when you go up there or what's what's the deal? I do, yeah. So um I'll be doing a podcast from a little old lady's house in Guelph, Ontario, with <laughs> with spoons on the wall and all the whole <laughs> the, coin collection set, the whole thing like the, the, the
2: crystal figurines, you know? Yeah, all oh the, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Porcelain dolls. Yep, yep. <laughs> Very cool. Well, we're going to miss you up in here in the States, you know, go back to Canada. <laughs> I don't think you'll miss me. It's okay. <laughs> well, now, now I have a reason to, jo- to visit Toronto. I've only been there once. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's great in the summer. So highly recommend it. Cool.
1: All right. Jumping into updates. First update is about Epic.
0: So I forgot to mention this in last week's podcast, but one of our listeners, Paola Gambardella, through LinkedIn, asked us to talk about how, quote, Epic is giving love to the world. So what he meant in particular is first that Epic is eliminating royalties for the first million in revenue earned through using their engine which is certainly very friendly for small indie developers. And secondly, that Epic is offering a number of their online services, including services like account management, cross-platform play, matchmaking, and other services for free, regardless of platform. So yes, if you use Unity, you can also get access to these services. And currently, these online services are only available for PC console, but also soon coming to mobile. Second update is that during a speech at their corporate strategy event, Sony's relatively new CEO, Kenichiro Yoshida, talked about gaming and how they would, number one, continue to invest heavily in first party. So we can expect to continue to see a lot of big investments on that side. And secondly, that they plan to expand beyond PlayStation and into trying to reach more people through cloud gaming, remote gaming, and mobile experiences. So it sounds like they are though we'll be investing a lot more in gaming more broadly next update oh go ahead
2: yeah i was gonna say like uh they are well the two things one epic is giving away shit for free man it's like unbelievable dude first <laughs> i couldn't believe it i, I guess I, I understand how they do it i mean they, they just spend for it but they gave away civilization 6 for free today yesterday right or a couple days ago oh yeah and, and they give away grand theft auto did we talk about that last time? I mean, unbelievable, dude! They gave away Grand Theft Auto for free. <laughs> I mean, these guys are these guys are ballers, you know. I got you yeah. know, I got mad. They're they're just they're going for broke right now. Um. Anyway, the second thing was that yeah, Sony. I mean, we talked about this before, but Sony is like bringing a lot of their content to PC, and the fanboys are losing their collective minds, right, about this. So they're like, they're basically. It looks like they're going to bring all their games to PC, ultimately. So Last of Us and, and Horizon and, and all that. So all you, you know, fanboys out there that can't get over it, get over it. <laughs> anyway, continue.
0: All right. Next is that GamesIndustry.biz is reporting that EA Bioware Studios Anthem is getting a major overhaul by a 30-person SWAT team out of Austin, Texas. So sounds like it's going to be almost a redo and not just small fixes or patches. And EA Austin is pointing to Square Enix and the rework done on Final Fantasy fifteen as an example of what they are trying to do to essentially rebuild Anthem.
1: But a 30-person team is not enough people to rebuild Anthem, let's well, be clear.
2: But, but the 30-person team is more like a pre-pro, right? Where they can they can uh, kind of invest in, in the idea of what they need to do, and then, then they can fully staff up later, right?
0: I mean, I, and they've got most of the assets if they're just rejiggering gameplay, I assume. I mean, yeah, yeah, but
1: I, I don't know. Like, You've worked with enough projects where you're trying to reuse a whole bunch of assets, right? And like having to try to rebuild an economy almost being weighed down by the assets that you've got created. <laughs> so I, I think the 30-person team is really focusing on economy, progression, um getting that that into shape and then maybe the staff up when that's in
2: in Oh uh, yeah, maybe. I, I had this a big debate with one of my clients about this. Like my first thought was this is a really stupid idea. Just just let it go, man. Let Anthem die, right? But then my second thought was that for EA, you know, they want to have a looter shooter, right? They want to be in this category. They have like at least the bones of something to work with. And the game is actually really not that bad to play per se. It was just the, uh, the progression and the uh, end game elder game was just broken. Um, so perhaps maybe they just want to make another go at it and, and, and make something better. Right. And why start from scratch, you know, when you actually have something to work with, but I don't know. I could, I could argue both sides of that one <laughs> because no, I just but, think it's so I, damaged. I, 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 you know? I definitely agree. Right. But like, Because, like, the visuals of the game, the
1: actual content that they built um, was great, right? Um, Like, the actual feeling of moving around as a robot felt great. It's just as soon as you started shooting um, (laughs) is when it started breaking down. And even if you think about our podcast talking about Anthem back in February of, what was it, 2019 when it launched? Or 2018. Was it Mm -hmm. two years ago or was it a year ago? I forget what it was. But, um, like, the actual shooting mechanics were, were not near where it needs to be. And then adding on top of that, they just clearly did not have enough time to build out the actual end game at all. They just built the the basics.
2: Right, right, right. Yeah. I mean, there was just no activities that were really that interesting to do, ultimately. It's very repetitive. But anyway.
0: This is a new team as well, right? Austin, I I thought this was also. I,
2: I think they worked on it, right?
0: Oh, did they? Oh, okay. I thought it was all out of wherever Montreal or Canada, wherever they are. You mean
1: Edmonton? Come on, man. Get your Canadian geography in line.
2: Dude, it's just the great white north, right? I don't think there's any real other towns up there, you know? It's just... Yeah, yeah. We got like three towns and that's it. (laughs) Come on, man. All right.
1: right,
0: Next update. Riot announced via the League of Legends Wild Rift Twitter account that Wild Rift will enter alpha testing in June. Min-spec will be iPhone 6 on iOS and for Android at 1.5 gigabytes of RAM, Snapdragon 410 processor... And I, I don't know why I'm going over these min-specs, but yeah, they announced their min-specs. <laughs> <laughs> and so exciting news as, you know, Eric, since we last talked about Arena of Valor, like two weeks ago on the podcast, I started playing Arena of Valor and I literally stopped playing most other besides Call of Duty Mobile. That's all I play now is I, I just play Arena of Valor and Call of Duty Mobile. So,
2: <laughs> For Christ's sake. So, I mean, did I you...
0: Think I think this game is gonna destroy. I think it's gonna do really, really well, certainly
2: globally. But all right, well let's let's do an over under here, right? Okay. So what, what is the revenue for the first twelve months of launch, right, in the Western markets? Because I can't possibly estimate what it's gonna do.
0: Well, what are you defining as Western markets?
2: Well, let's just do U.S. Then. So here's a quick comp, right? Arena Valor has done two hundred million downloads and $4 billion in revenue in China. (laughs) On iOS alone, right? That's not even Android, right? In the US, it's done 2 million downloads and 9 million in revenue. Bombed! (laughs) Right? All right. So I will concede that this game will do more than 9 million in the first 12 months, right? But what is the right over-under, dude? And I bet. How many people are in the US? Like
0: 330? 330 million people?
2: Right. I'm all not right. doing downloads. I don't give a crap about downloads. Uh, revenue? Yes.
0: I, uh, y- we got to think it's going to be at least, at least. Well, the thing is, is that Riot is so friendly on monetization. <laughs> and then, you know, it's always like, okay.
1: That's, it's also a cop out, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. All right. So, so I'm kind of just thinking in my head, something between like 50 to 100 i'll say 75 75
2: million. i'll take the under on that all god dang day dude are you kidding me no way dude all right no way all right first 12 months in the u.s actually okay. no that's not fair you shouldn't i'm a, I'm a fanboy dude what, what, what can i say <laughs> okay yeah no way actually i'll give you i'll give you 50 all right all right all right and i'll, uh, I'll, I'll buy you a, okay what, what do you think adam
1: <laughs> I can't make this prediction right here. Uh, Why not?
2: Come on, we, we, we gotta, <laughs> You're an expert, dude. You're far, far more of an control, expert than we are. In the ground.
1: <laughs> okay, so we just have to make a call on like over or under on the 50. Yeah. Um, I'm saying under 50 as well. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are haters. <laughs> but anyway. Because well, it, it's US only,
2: right? Like I think globally gonna, it will do great.
0: I'm going to spend 50 myself on day day
2: two. So anyway. Um, anyway, yeah, as an update on Call of Duty, it looks like I am definitely going to lose that bet because they're almost at 200 already. Um, yes! <laughs> <laughs> the, dude, the last couple of months, they've been destroying it. So I think they probably figured out what... This is my worry, right? Is that they have a lot big audience that are playing this game, there's no doubt. And they must have figured out things that are compelling to buy. And I think the COVID okay. thing probably helped them a lot too. Right? I think it's the COVID. Like that, that was the part that was unpredictable about that bet, right? No, that's um, true, but... It, but anyway, I mean, I, more power to them. Like, I, that, this is a great game. I just think, you know, they just need to figure out what to sell people. Right. Yeah. And I think they,
1: they're just doing the exact 10-cent formula, right, which is the come stay pay, right? They, they got a ton of players to come by, and they've actually managed to retain the peaks of players in between every season better than I think we, we all expected. Um, And now we're just starting to to twist the knobs. Um, And if you can see PUBG's RPI curve, it's
2: the same type of deal. Yeah. So good on them. It's really interesting. Activision didn't even talk about it on their call this last time. I don't know why.
0: So final update from my side is that Forbes is reporting that, according to NPD Group, gaming for April is up 73% higher than last year and marks the highest monthly total besting the previous record, for the month in two thousand eight, so sales totaled one point five billion, driven primarily by Animal Crossing and Final Fantasy seven remake. And I assume that this is mainly PC console revenue,
2: since it's all NBA. console. Yeah, yeah. No PC. By the way, can we just be, for the record, April is the slowest month of every month in the video game land, <laughs> generally speaking. So unless you have a big release, which just rarely rarely happens in April, because it's after the fiscal years are ended. So the comp is really easy. And no doubt that there's a lot of sales going on, particularly for Animal Crossing. Um, And Call of Duty had a great couple months too. Um, And uh, But yeah, I want to be clear, I'm really worried about people thinking that this is sustainable, you know, and, and that we'll see these comps. But these comps will fall apart, like when we start getting actual real game releases, you know, and 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 you know, like in the June, July, August. So anyway, we will see what happens then. But anyway, the video game market's doing well, but again, easy comps.
1: And Call of Duty's not in this report, right? Because this is NPD. Because I'm assuming know. when you, when you're talking about Call of Duty having a good April, is that actually on unit sales? Or yeah, I'm assuming on, unit that's sale. on down. Uh, on unit sales. Really, March okay. and April have been really strong. Okay, yeah. Um, moving forward, um, back on to Epic. Tim Sweeney was hyping up the PlayStation 5 uh, solid-state drive as a major competitive advantage. Um, if you remember back to our analysis on the PS5 to Xbox X comparison, Xbox X was actually beating PS5 on pure graphical power, but PS5 has a sizable advantage on SSD speed. Um, so from my point of view, SSD means faster streaming of assets from a larger storage space. So From that epic ps5 demo which was incredible it was really great to watch it's no wonder that tim is really hyping
2: the importance of ssds moving forward um yeah so i mean i'm not a tech guy but (laughs) it's just this is like the, the always the language of the console wars you know back and forth on specs and all this other stuff and you know at the end of the day i think generally speaking most games are developed for the lowest common denominator so if the ssd is slightly faster in Sony's device versus Microsoft's device. Most third parties or people that are going cross-platform are just going to build it to the lower spec, right? Now they may be able to optimize a little bit on on, on SSD speed, but <laughs> SSD speed seems lacking of of real interest. But maybe I just don't know what I'm talking about on on the tech side. And then on top of this. This is the biggest challenge with the next gen consoles is that we will not, we're not going to see exclusive AAA games for these consoles for years, for years, right? So they are still somewhat hamstrung about what they're going to be doing with these games because they're going to be developing for current gen. So despite all the technical advancements, they're going to be able to optimize and get better graphics and maybe get some more stuff on the screen, et cetera. But they are going to be pretty much hamstrung by the old gen for the foreseeable future, um, and maybe in the back half you know 3 or 4 years from now we'll start to see games exclusive that for the consoles that really are optimized against uh the benefits and that goes for Xbox too like you know they they are have a higher graphical capability but i don't know if we're going to actually really see that or even if you could visually, even if even if they were able to like squeeze out a few frames or uh, get more uh higher fidelity I don't know if you'll be able to discern it, you know, as as a human, you know, with eyesight, right? To see like the more pixels on the screen. I think it's gonna be just really, really hard to really make that leap. But I don't know. That's just me. What do you think, Adam? Any thoughts? Uh,
1: Mr. No, Mr. I, I agree. I, I wonder how much this is gonna be different than the PS5 or sorry, PS3 to PS4 generation, right? Uh how much slower those next gen exclusives are gonna come on this generation. Um or if they're gonna look at the adoption coming from uh, constrained COVID supply lines over this Christmas and then start saying they need to actually juice up the adoption rate and seeing if they can
2: actually drop some exclusives earlier. I don't nah, know. Nah, I, I know for almost for a fact that there are no exclusives coming anytime soon. Of of triple A's, right. Of triple A's. Certainly on third party, no effing way that they that you'll see anything for the first two or three years. Yeah. So maybe first party like I think for Sony, the only one that's coming is Horizon, and that that might be next gen only. But uh, but even that one may not be either. But that's the only one. But like I think Spider Man, certainly Last of Us, obviously Gran Turismo was leaked. Um, that that's definitely cross gen. Anyway, so we'll see. I mean, I'm hoping I'm kind of wrong because I really like to see you know cool fancy games but it just doesn't make sense from the business perspective um yeah anyway moving on uh valorant uh fully
1: releases on june the 2nd and so far it's really sustaining in viewership so uh, it's really continuing to have an amazing launch um magic leap managed to raise an additional 350 million after their 2 billion of funding so far um, and allows them to keep a portion of their staff that they were about to let go during their big layoff of, I think over a thousand people right after that COVID hit that they blamed on COVID, which. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Dude, there, there must be something more to this story. I don't know it. So if anyone knows anything about this, please let me know. But I mean, these investors are throwing a significant amount of money at this, you know, like 350 million is no joke. So there must be something like bigger on the tech side of this and the back end that's, has nothing to do with what they released last year because that crap, you know, like no one wanted that, you know, those devices. So I don't know. Anyone knows anything, let me know. I'm, I'm really curious as to what's really going on behind the scenes there. I have no idea how
1: they could raise 350 million at this state. Uh, yeah. Um, Chess Rush, uh, launched in China, uh, just recently alongside actually the Drodo Studio original game. Um, but Tencent's. Chess Rush actually became very dominant very quickly, especially on mobile. Um, it's no surprise, as this is actually 10 cents turf, but what surprised me was actually that it reached the uh, top grossing ranks like very, very quickly, um, but has since tailed off. So as expected, in line with other auto chess-style games, it was just interesting to watch this thing rise up, question all of my beliefs that this game could actually retain and monetize, but it seems to have tailed off also there's <laughs> some articles right now take two plans to release 93 full titles in the next five years eric did you read this oh come on
2: i dude don't even get me started i've had i've had, <laughs> I've had i so I, 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 sat, I sat down with jeff for like 20 minutes trying to like piece together this like rubik's cube of, of of bullshit that they threw out there about 93 titles in the next five years the fundamental thing is they have fucking nothing in development like that that Nothing that anybody wants anyway. So they're making like seven different like uh, casual sports titles that no one's going to buy. They're remastering Mafia, a game in which no one bought. You know, it's like, and, and, and you try to puzzle together exactly. And then a lot of mobile games too. But you try to puzzle together the numbers that they gave and it makes no freaking sense, you know. And they were basically trying to tell Wall Street that they have a pipeline when they don't. Right. And so they throw these numbers out there just to make them feel like they have something. And all that people care about is whether GTA six is coming. Right. But they can't confirm that. Right. And they basically, the reason the stock got hit after hours and after day after was because they basically almost confirmed that there's nothing big coming for the next two years because they said they would slightly grow. They're going down this year, but they're going to slightly grow the following year. So, anyway. I'd spent way too much time thinking about these 93 titles when it's just all a bunch of horse shit and 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 just you know IR fluff and they have no significant games over the next two or three years. That's kind of what the, <laughs> the story is. 93 games, come on. <laughs> well,
1: they said what was it? 2021 was going to be a very light year, so I think that was just them managing the communication.
2: Yeah, I mean. There, there was a news out that they that they had just started development of, of the next GTA, you know, last year with the Red Dead team. Do we talk about this on the podcast? I can't remember, but they they um, they basically consolidated the teams because of work life balance type thing is what the claim was from the Kotaku guy, and uh, and so that means that GTA six is not coming out for another five years, maybe, right? So yeah, add more people, it only gets slower. Yeah. Meanwhile, GTA is absolutely destroying it. Like, they crushed the quarter. Um, NBA had a resurgence. Like, they are not doing poorly. I just, I'm, I my whole point with them is that I just, they don't have many teams making games. And this casual sports stuff is so dumb. It's such a dumb idea that I think it's going to blow up in their face. And the story I heard was that they, I am hope I get this right, is that there was a, casual basketball game, kind of like NBA jam that came out and did quite well. And that they bought the rights and then they came out with their own game with the two K branding and it sold like 30% of what the other game did. So they've already failed at this casual sports game thing. With a game that they actually know how to do, right? Because they actually are basketball guys, right? So now they're going to do like tennis and croquet and like, I don't know what else, right? It's going to be nonsensical, dude. Oh, you're talking about the NBA
1: 2K playgrounds thing. Yes. yes, yes, Yeah.
2: Okay. So like they've already failed at it. And now they have like seven other games that are coming that they have less experience building and less interest from the player base, right? And and there's just a mismatch here. I just don't think there's enough casual people out there that own consoles that want to buy this crap, right? Um, and and EA did it again. I don't want to go through this the same thing, but EA did it back in the day with the NFL. It just doesn't work, you know. It just doesn't work. So, ninety three titles. Pff, give me a break.
1: And how much more are they going to invest in GTA Online? Like that's the one thing. Like if you look at their cadence, they're actually pretty slow at dropping new content in GTA. So it doesn't seem like they have a massive team on it, despite it being really like the the
2: lifeblood almost of 2K. Yeah, I you know I I'm, I'm not really, I don't have as much insights there to be honest, but I would say that well, certainly COVID has definitely improved their things, and they had a big drop with the casino thing last year that really crushed it. So in some sense, they have a really tough comp this year, right? Um, to 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 grow that business but so far so good in April and May so um, yeah we'll see I I don't know how big the team is to build content and you're right they don't seem to build out that much that often but I told you also that economy that economy
1: is so inflated too right like just because of over time they've had to deal with things like hacks and cheats Um, but yeah, the, the amount that you have to spend just on basic things, um, it's pretty indicative of a pretty inflated economy. So I wonder how much longer they can keep that running. Um, but I guess they, they don't really care if, you know, basic things cost millions and billions of dollars in their system.
2: I'll tell you my daughter and her friends are playing. It's the only way that she can hang out with them, you know, and, and (laughs) my, my wife, my wife How old walks is your daughter? In. And she's playing GTA she's, online. I know, I know, it's terrible. She's thirteen. <laughs> <laughs> she's selling my, drugs in GTA online. No, no. And my wife walks in, and my daughter' character is wearing like these short shorts, leopard skin, with like these big pumps, and she's clocking the hose, you know. And and just, my wife was mortified, right? But she, we just. <laughs> what do we do? You know, like she's hanging out with her friends. It's totally, totally. Yeah. It's, it's the same as Minecraft, you know, just as educational as Minecraft. <laughs> <laughs> she, yeah, she literally almost went from Minecraft or Roblox to GTA. Like that's, that, that's that been the, the progression of her entertainment. So I'm a terrible parent. I know, but, uh, but anyway, it's, 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 she's playing with friends, you know, girlfriends and, and the guy friends at school. So I don't know. I actually have said numerous times that I will never allow my kid to play games like GTA, but I guess, whatever. I was um, a hypocrite. Moving on.
0: (laughs) All right, jumping into news. So we've got two news articles related to Ubisoft today. First is that Ubisoft sues Apple and Google over mobile Rainbow Six Siege clone. There was a mobile game created by Alibaba's ejoy.com called Area F2 that basically looks exactly like Rainbow Six Siege. The Ubisoft legal suit claims that Area F2 copies, quote, virtually every aspect of Rainbow Six Siege. And so my take on this is that while a lot of copying does happen in the games industry, I think a complete and total clone for me is not cool. I think this also speaks to Tim Sweeney's point about Apple and Google's 30% cut So my perspective on this is is that if the platforms are going to take that platform fee, then they need to get off their ass and help create a healthy ecosystem and actually enforce some rules around fairness. And I think the other area besides cloning games where I think Apple and Google could try and help a little bit more is actually on the advertising and UA side, especially when you see a number of ad creatives just copied completely by other companies. And it's just not practical, realistic for U.S. companies to be suing companies in other foreign countries like China or wh- wherever. So anyway, if anyone from Apple or Google is listening, please do something out about this. We need to have a healthy and viable ecosystem in the future. And so protecting other game developers from things like this would definitely help.
2: It, it looks like they actually shut this game down. I mean, oh, did you, can't, you okay. can't download it off the store. I did <laughs> actually boot it up and play it. I, I, I'm a little bit confused as to, I don't understand what the rules are here, right? Because if you look at almost every puzzle game, that's a, a direct copy, right? It seems like this could be a slippery slope argument, right? Where, that's true.
0: That's how true. do you
2: define what is, what is similar, right? Because, you know, we were talking about Matchington and, and Playrix's games, right? Like that would probably fit <laughs> most definitions of copies, right? So we're going to pull that down, you know, like, I don't know, but, uh, <laughs> But yeah, I mean, everyone does it in this industry in some form or another, copying different ideas and different.
0: Uh, yeah, I, I think you gotta have at least something that's different, right? I mean,
2: <laughs> well, I I, I I tried to look into it and and read a little bit more about it, but it was kind of unclear. But it looks like they have the same characters with different names with the exact same like skills, and 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 so like it, it, it's it's pretty egregious, right? I just I, I I don't know how you can actually copyright or, or get that protected though but i don't know yeah I mean,
0: but even like you know you look at arena of valor right they actually oh I, i'm not sure if i can talk about this but i mean riot gets money for you
2: know. right right no exactly yeah no no you know that's another example right so all these chess game clones right i mean yeah i don't know
0: well it's, but they do actually a lot of the auto chess games are quite different is from a gameplay perspective, you but know, you
2: but you can't copyright, copyright a genre or copyright. A yeah, copyright.
0: I, I'm just saying there's got to be at least something different. A lot of the auto chess <laughs> games are substantially different, actually. So
2: they all look yeah, like I crap. Agree with that. They all look like crap that don't make money to me. Come <laughs> 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 I'm just uh, joking. no, but
1: this game like it, it copied character designs, copied map designs, copied combat styles, right? Like yeah, that's that's right on the nose i think if you're talking about like match three games yeah they all use the same core gameplay but are you gonna like it you can't really like shooting games fps games third-person shooter games there's a whole different there's tons of different types of them right they all bring their own spin and they all should you know do enough to kind of build up their own identity around around it so i don't know in this case i think it was too much on the nose uh, and I also think matching dimensions was very, very close. But uh, like, Joe, you were talking about, a little bit about creatives, right? Like an Apple and Google, like coming down on, on UA creatives. And I, I don't see that happening, right? Like Yeah, I don't think Apple and Google don't control, control that, but I, UA. I, I think so.
0: someone should do something, right? I think it's yeah. kind of crazy when people, anyway, people in the UA community are upset about that, where it's just blatant, total, you know, kind of rip off. But
1: yeah, I don't know. It, on the UA side that should be on the ad networks right
0: yeah yeah
1: like th- that's not okay, apple and google's hard. 30% cut yeah
0: all right so next article gameindustry.biz is reporting that ubisoft has announced a digital conference again called ubisoft forward which is going to be like their e3 it'll be held on july 12th as per the title And this follows news from EA and Microsoft that they are having their own standalone digital events in June as well. So what do you guys think? We've got all this coronavirus stuff happening. All the conferences have been canceled. Everyone's moving to these digital events with mixed success. I would say that attendance to these things has been a little little dicey, but... With all the game companies doing their own standalone standalone game conference digital events, is that kind of where we're going to be for the next couple of years? What
1: do you guys uh, think? Is what are you talking about dicey attendance?
0: I or think just... that the attendance for some of these digital events have it feels like it's been a lot less than
1: than. Are you talking like B two B, like um, yeah, like so, or, or are you talking like like, like, like consumer events like this?
0: Some of the smaller events that have gone digital, I don't want to name a specific.
2: Comment. Oh, I see. But,
0: but yeah, you know, it seems like the attendance has been a little light. That's all I'm saying.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't. know. You go, Eric. Uh, <laughs> this is a, this is a consumer conference, right? We're we're not yeah. talking about small B two B things.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I'm like, I'm 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 so of two minds on this whole thing because I absolutely love E three and I love conferences like that. Yeah. Um and it's just it's just my jam. I just it's just something I've been to so many E3s, I, I can't even count now. But but I was actually before this covid thing's happened, I was like, look, I think this year 2020 was going to be the last E3 because, you know, it would go out with a bang with PS4 Xbox Series X announcements. I just don't think there's enough desire from the big publishers to keep E3 going in in its current format. I mean, that was kind of my my take last year that this would be the last one. So now with COVID, it's like, you know, conferences are kind of done for a while, right? I mean, we might see GDC next year, uh, and maybe the Europeans will do Gamescom next year, because that's what, the way Europeans roll.
0: March is a little aggressive, right?
2: <laughs> nah, I don't think so. Well, I think by that time, well, that depends on what your your perception of this, this COVID thing. So yeah. I I, I'm, I will predict that both those things will happen next year. But E3... I don't know. You know, it's like the real irony here is that EA wants to make, EA and other publishers really wanted to make more of a consumer as opposed to a business type event. But because now they wanted a consumer event, that makes it harder to do because you just have a lot more people, right? So it's like, it just makes it really unlikely that they would actually do a big event like that with so many people. But if E3 were to survive, I think it would be more of a consumer event. I just think that's going to be a real challenge to get going. And... And then with all this virtual marketing, you know, Nintendo showcase, we'll see how Jeff Keighley's uh, Summer Game Fest actually does and how much attention it gets and, you know, how much attendance, right? Um, and then also how much participation from the publishers. I mean, the, the, that kind of thing could make these big industry shows completely obsolete, right? In some ways, if, if they can actually get the reach. So anyway, I absolutely love E3 and it gives me a chance to see lots of contacts that I don't keep in touch with all that much get some serious dirt on the industry, you get wasted at the JW and talk trash to everybody. You know, it's totally fun. I really do do hope it comes back and maybe it'll come back in a different format that, that will be both business at and consumer. But I don't know. I think it's, that's why I'm not, I really have no conclusion here. All I have is that I things are changing and, and, and it's just going to be a different thing uh, going forward. I don't know. Any thoughts on your end?
0: So should we get another side bet GDC in next March? I think there's zero percent. No, but
2: but no, no, because GDC is is a much smaller type event, right? And it's not consumer really. Yeah. Right. And so still, you're you're opting in. Like, I think with a consumer event, there's like there's legal issues, right? Potentially. Yeah. Yeah. With GDC, you could basically have them opt in, right, and sign. I guess you could do that for E3 too. I just think it will happen. <laughs> I bet game, game's gone 100%, dude. Europeans don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, probably, probably. that one. Particularly the Germans. Anyway. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> They're going to get their game on. That's what I'm saying. Ugh. All right. Moving on. Crucible. All right. Amazon, after 10 long years, have actually come out with a game. It is a miracle. It is a miracle. Of modern game design that we see a game from Amazon. Uh, I played a little bit of it, not too much. Uh, it's very visually like Apex, kind of like a cross between. Well, I guess they're 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 saying it's more like a League of Legends uh, shooter type thing, I suppose. Um, you know. <laughs> I don't want to talk too much trash. The game is actually relatively solid. Visually, it looks really good. It seems like technically it's it's good. Uh, but, you know, I don't know if it's going to have as much impact as it would have if it came out like a few years ago, right? Because obviously this game has been in design development for a while. The reviews on Steam are freaking terrible. Like, it's like 44%. And I I, I can't really tell exactly why. It doesn't seem that bad. So, anyway... My, my first impressions early as they are, um, and I don't know if any, either of you guys have played, is that they really need to explain the classes, right? The, you know, the skills um, and, and the nuances of each of the of characters. But also they need to kind of do a better job of explaining some of the objectives. They kind of just throw you in the world, to make, make, kind of make you figure it out. Like they have a tutorial which do some of the mechanics, but each character is very unique. Um, and the modes are are unique too, and kind of different from traditional modes, I think, from other games. So I think it was tough. And then the other thing that kind of is just vexing to me, and I know there's a good reason for this, usually there is, but why aren't they promoting this thing, right? I mean, it's, they just uh, threw it out there. Why aren't they partnering with Twitch, right? Because <laughs> they own Twitch, right? Like. <laughs> Why, you know why did Valorant get so much love and they get nothing you know I mean I, it's barely even in, it's not even in the top 10 on Twitch right now that seems like almost criminal right so I don't know I'm going to talk to some Amazon people next week and see or this week and see what's going on but that maybe, is the weirdest part about this launch it's I, like I, I, it, it's a
1: full launch but at the same time they're trying to do it really quietly or something I don't know I, uh, what, yeah, what's I, the merits of doing it this
2: I the only the only thing I can think of is that they it's a tech thing like they just want to make sure this thing is stable before they blow it out. But man, you only get well, release once, you know. Like, and, and nobody's excited about it, right? Like they've killed
1: that entire like first impression, trying to get people excited about the game, right? Like you compare this to Apex, to Warzone, to to Valorant, right? And this
2: is already DOA. I know. I, I, see, that's what kills me about it. It's like. You don't have to do shit. You don't have to think anything creative. Like you've already seen three examples of amazing launches for the exact style game, right? Like, like, you know, uh, uh I'm not, I was going to say something rude, but I, I, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense, dude. And ironically, I, I actually know the head of marketing who left and, and, and I'm going to call him and see what, what the heck is going on. Cause I don't think this, this would have been his plan. Right. Um, but he, but he, he, he moved over to uh, uh, Manticore. So anyway, I, I I'm baffled. I'm baffled by that out of it all. The, I, I, the thing is, I don't think this game is good enough to really build like a core base of players to keep playing like Apex. You know, um, but you know, I could be wrong. I don't know. It's kind of cool, but, uh, but we'll see. We'll see what they do with it.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think I- it's going to be a weird slow and grow type of situation. But I think it's just going to be too slow for Amazon. Um, I don't know. J- Sorry, Joe, you go.
0: Oh, I was just, Well, Amazon typically takes a longer term view, right? I mean, <laughs> that's why they've been going at this for 10 years or whatever. But I think at the high level, the concept is great, right? Like everyone like, loves shooters. Everyone loves MOBAs. And so that's like peanut butter plus chocolate, theoretically. But the execution certainly is going to be very difficult. That's where I, I think that
2: I, I think uh, the other thing I don't like about the game, and that's just me, yeah. is the time to kill is really too long. And so uh-huh. it's... Yeah, yeah absolutely. It, yeah, it yeah. makes it really...
1: Uh, yeah, it's just, it's more MOBA-ish that way, right? And like in a shooter, you want things to be...
2: Like you want TTK to be low just to make it feel a lot better. Uh, yeah, if it doesn't feel satisfying when you're just laying in like a gazillion bullets and not doing any damage. It's really frustrating, actually. <laughs> actually, that's very much like Anthem. <laughs> Damn, you got it out for Anthem, dude.
1: No, I... <laughs> but it, no, the TTK and Anthem was way, way too high. It felt like shooting math into a marble
2: stone. <laughs> um... <laughs> I didn't find it that bad. I don't know why. I, I, I kind of like the game, but uh, yeah, I mean the, the gameplay and the shooting is fine to me. Maybe you just suck at it. That's the problem, Adam. Oh yeah, yeah, sure, Eric. <laughs> Dude, uh, by the way, I, I I I have completely maxed out my division character. I mean, I literally basically can't get much better unless I do other builds. So I, I think I'm done with division until next season comes out. So I'm trying other things, and uh, so I've been playing a lot of a little bit of Call of Duty. Well, there's the That's new Amazon MMO coming out pretty soon. Get hyped for that. What is it? Mean oh, there? I'm I'm in alpha yeah. on it already, and I'm I obviously can't talk about it, so I won't. Oh, okay, but. Uh, no, what was the other thing? Oh, and I, and uh, uh, my uh, Stan Kwan, the friend of the show, he wants me to play Apex, and so I, I started booting up Apex, and man, I suck! Apex I suck. is hard,
0: dude. Apex is super hard.
2: I really yeah. suck. Especially on PC. And these guys, um, these, yeah, these guys, uh, you yeah, know, that's what the thing is, is these guys are on PC are so good, and they're just carrying me, and I'm dying constantly. It's just like, yeah. I'm, anno- I'm annoyed at myself, you know? I'm frustrated for them, you know? But uh, I'm going to keep cranking on it. I think I think I can, I'll develop the skills, but I'm actually pretty good. I I was talking about last time. I'm going to
0: take the under. I'm going to say you quit Apex. It's just (laughs) going to be too hard.
1: (laughs) We got three bets now. This is good. (laughs) Uh, But on your peanut butter and chocolate, because I did want to hit on that, people have been going after the like MOBA plus shooter peanut butter and chocolate for a long time and they have not been able to really... Yeah, it's, a,
0: it's a hard problem. I mean, I think it's, right.
1: it's there, but it's super, super hard. So, you so I think need- it makes it like, again, it makes sense on paper. Yeah. But like, I think Overwatch is probably the closest it's gotten to, right? Because mm-hmm. then you think of what is it? Paragon, Bleeding Edge was recently, there was another one, um, Battleborn. There's been a whole bunch of these like MOBA God. plus shooter things. <laughs> Many of them, many of them didn't succeed on the just like just couldn't get the execution. Many of them just couldn't succeed because they were just being compared to Overwatch. Um, But I just don't think they can always get the the right balance between PvP and PVE. And in this case, in in Amazon, like it's it's a good game, right? But it's never going to get the same excitement or the same tension as you can get in something like a Call of Duty or an Apex or Valorant. Um, So you just will never get the Twitch viewership, so
2: you can't grow. What else? I don't know. That's, that's all I got. I think that's it for articles. All right. All right. Yeah. I think we're done here. Dude, without, without Mishka, we went short. Wow, I wonder how that happened. <laughs> no, not many stories this week, but next week, hopefully, there will be more to talk about. Yeah. I think I'm
1: off next week. Um, So Joe, you said you're going to get a guest speaker.
0: Yeah. So next week we'll be joined by our buddy, Josh Burns. So he'll be joining us.
2: Oh, I like Josh. He's a good guy.
0: Yeah. And if anyone else out there wants to guest host, let me know. Let's bring on some some interesting perspectives. So long as you say you're able to talk about something crazy, (laughs) you can join
2: us. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We need new talent. It's getting stale. All right. Have a good week, guys.
0: All right. Bye.